Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. Three to one again, Al. The Dodgers find themselves in a very, very right where they want them. Yeah, not at all, right? This feels entirely uh, opposite of what it was last year. They're going to need to catch a break. They're going to need to have a mistake. They're going to need Max Fried to maybe be something less than even maybe average. They're going to have to catch a few breaks. And number one. Trey Turner. Ball. Trey Turner has to get some hits. Yeah, he, he he's the National League batting leader. He he is one of the best players in baseball, and he's not only has he not played well, he's chasing like crazy. It's nuts. Yeah, it's interesting too. You know, we'll find out. Lineup has not come out yet, right? No. How how they're going to replace Justin Turner? Whether you know, yesterday we 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 got a couple calls on this over the last week or so that because Justin Turner was struggling so much. Hey, is there something you do where maybe Turner comes in off the bench? Well, of course, yesterday, unfortunately, because of that injury, uh, running to first pulls his hamstring. Um, <laughs> you're not going to see you know Justin Turner no. uh, certainly anytime soon. Okay, so with that being said. I'd be I'd be curious if it's just as simple as you know we talked about a couple of days ago where it was okay well now it's going to be Pollock it's going to be Taylor it's going to be Gavin Lux and it's going to be Bellinger that kind of rounds up the rest of your roster they're not doing that from a luxury perspective they're now having to do it from a necessity yeah instead of trying to figure out which is your best option now you're down to your this only is your options yeah, at this, this point is it. ESPN Radio is brought to you by Progressive Insurance all guests appear via the Goodyear hotline and. Hopefully, Phil in Monrovia shares my feelings about hugs. I'm a, I'm a little concerned, Phil. What's going on this morning? Hey, what's up, guys? Travis, uh, first things first, man, you don't shave that uh, that glory on your face for anybody. <laughs> okay. Yeah, Phil, Phil right, deep down he knows, but we appreciate you kind no, of I, adding a little bit to this. I, I'm going to follow your guys' lead. It stays. I'm telling you, the Dodgers have probably been listening to the radio. They're listening, and they're like, you know, we can pull through if Travis keeps that on. We have to do <laughs> this for Travis's stash is, I think, what uh, Trey Turner said this morning. <laughs> yeah, well, they they had the rally monkey back in the day, and we have the rally stash. So. I'll take it. Let's keep it going. So, yeah, guys, spot on about the stuff. Allen, handshakes can go. Fist bump, elbow bump, whatever. You know, handshakes can go. I've always thought they were, uh, you know, with the way people treat the bathroom, it's better to not shake hands. <laughs> Uh, it's not uh, good. It's not get Travis, gross here. I gotta tell you, Matt, you're spot on as well. I always thought hugs were weird. Obviously, family's a little different, but even then, you know, it's just like you see a friend from a long time, and you're like, "Hey, I don't really remember you, but hey." <laughs> a hug, you know? No, Phil. Phil, where it could Phil. Yeah, Phil, where it could get really awkward. This is 100%. This is going to happen now. When I just see you in the kitchen grabbing water, Trav, <laughs> bring I'm it in, like, bro. What a great segment. That last segment was amazing. Come here. Come here for a second. <laughs> Look, <laughs> Phil and I are now best friends. Did we agree that hugging is a thing of the past? Uh, we're, we're in there. Thanks for the call, Phil. Appreciate it. What about Michael Thompson's suggestion? You know, he's always been advocating for the bow. That he he wants to go. That we can bow at each other as as, as a greeting. I'm I'm okay with I that. I feel like the bow is the greatest sign of respect of anything that you can do. Like I I feel like if somebody actually stopped for a second, arched their back, 
and then put their hands together and started bowing towards me. That's that has to be the greatest form of respect you could possibly do. I'm, I'm down elegant. for the bow. I'm down for the bow. But you got to be strategic with a bow. It's got to be at the right. Not everybody gets a bow. <laughs> so, you know that's I mean? awesome. Like I want you to come in and bow. Not everybody Emily gets and Taylor, a bow. But Travis, like, hey, Trav. Like that, that would be amazing. That you very selectively, like Emily, throwing bow. bows around here Taylor, to everybody. Bow, Bergman, bow, Amanda, bow. Hey, Trav. <laughs> I think that's the way. I don't even acknowledge do you. I don't even look at you. <laughs> hey, so are we doing the show or what? We just we we gonna knock this thing out or how does this go? Probably the biggest sign of disrespect if I bow to you with no eye contact. <laughs> I don't even look at you. I kind of bow to the side of you. You're like, what an a hole. What is that? <laughs> Hey guys, so I have an interesting story from last night from watching uh, the game. So, where'd you I, go? Were you home or somewhere else? I went somewhere else. So okay. I was trying out a new area in my neighborhood, and I was like, "Oh, this, this seems really cool. It has like really nice lights. It's called Put Me in Coach." And so I get mm-hmm. there. I kind of had an interesting feeling about it going in, but it's a hundred percent plant based. So it is a hundred percent plant based. Uh, sports bar which is always already interesting going into it so i was like oh okay and so then i ended up trying to get the chili cheese dog and so actually the meat of it is okay the like, meat was there the the dog you're talking about. yeah the dog okay. the chili actually tasted good honestly if i hadn't seen it on the menu i would not know that it was plant-based <laughs> and then yeah put me, put in, me coach. in coach i like it and then, um, but the whole thing was the bun completely fell apart. I had to eat it with a knife and fork. Okay. Knife and fork, <laughs> plant-based uh, hot dog at it. But by the way, can I say this? Yeah. I, I'm, I would try that in a heartbeat. Of course. I would try a bar like Look, that. Guys, there's nothing I'm not going to try. Come on here. <laughs> Who's what it? are we what, talking about? What, what's the spot that keeps hitting you up on Twitter that wants to bring Honey food Honeybee Burger. We're Honey gonna, Bee yeah, Burger. We're, we'll uh, we're gonna we get that done. That I mean, too long. it was it was a it was great food. I'm with you. By by the way, I, I no judgment here on a chili cheese dog with a knife and fork. It's it's the right way to do it because <laughs> if if the chili cheese dog is made correctly, it's overflowing with chili and cheese. It's not just a little squirt on the top. It is basically a bowl of chili with a hot dog floating in it. That's the, the way it's You usually are supposed to eat it like a <laughs> you're supposed to eat it like a hot dog first and then once, you know, all the stuff falls off, then you eat the chili cheese dog as itself. You know, kind of similar Trav, to Emily, other don't, stuff. don't believe Trav. The guy's not using a knife and fork. <laughs> on a chili cheese dog? He's 100%. not hundred percent. This is the yeah. same guy. You guys that don't wants even to, know how to do this a chili guy cheese dog to drive down hands. the 405 with two salsas on his knees and yes. eating a burrito, okay? That's, the guy's not using a knife guys, or a fork. I think I have my credentials well established as somebody that knows how to do work in a restaurant, bar, car, sidewalk, field, I could see you. I could see you at, at a nice a nice steakhouse saying, no, I'm good. I don't need a knife or a fork. I'm good. I don't, yeah. No need. No, I, the chili cheese dogs overflowing with stuff. You need you need the utensils to do it. Yeah, but again, we have jalapenos on be, that. We have onions on that. It was onion, have, cilantro, obviously vegan cheese, sure. um, vegan chili, and everything. No jalapenos, huh? No, I'm not a jalapeno person. Okay. I'm sorry. That's just you know okay. what not a preference, preference of mine. That's fine. And then I also got a soft pretzel with a uh, vegan beer cheese. Also great. Were you drinking last night? I did drink, and I also have a, a little bit of a headache today. So sorry, well, guys. What, what if were we uh, what, what, what do we pair with a chili? cheese dog so i first got a a goza so a sour beer okay so that was my first i had that with a chili cheese dog but then i had my eyes on the frozen drinks because they were in like you know like daiquiris margaritas pina coladas what are we talking about get specific (laughs) i had a pina colada and then i had a frosé 
So all Is that, that went straight to my head. rosé wine blended with ice? Yes. So it's essentially like a uh, yeah, a rosé wine blended with ice, and you drink it. It was it was absolutely amazing, except sometimes. for this morning. Al, have you ever had, what, Emily, what's you it, a frosé? Yes, frosé. Have you ever had a frosé, Al? Had, the, had one this morning, actually. <laughs> had one to kind of get the day going. By the way, Emily, the fact that you went hard to the hoop on a Wednesday... I mean, I just for the doctors. I have to. to. I, I, look, Frosé, uh, Goza, and what was it, Pina Colada? Yes. And they were all really decently priced. It was happy hour because the Dodgers were playing. Would recommend. Bold. Okay. I, I respect go. that a great deal. There you I mean, go. We're triple, triple going on. Uh, what was last night? Wednesday night? I'm, Wednesday I'm, night. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's, hey, we got to do what you got to do for the Dodgers. Let's try another call here. Let's go to Studio City and Noah. Noah, you're on with Trav, Slee, and Emily with her <laughs> night out. I love it. I absolutely love it. What's up? Yeah. I'm a little thrown. I mean, just hearing Emily's drink selection, man, it must be nice to be young because I'm hungover just. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm with you. By the way, I'm with you. I, I need somebody it's, to, yeah, it, I, I, I need a glass of water just beer, to get hydrated again. Beer, rum, yeah, yeah. and wine. That is just, you're, yeah. you're getting after it. I like it. It was a mistake. <laughs> yeah, it was, well, good. You can learn. You're young. You have time. You can, you can grow with your choice. You can rebound. Yeah, you can rebound um, off this one. Uh, yeah. I just want to say, uh, this is going to sound a little weird, but I'm really glad Dave Roberts said what he said in that presser last night because the entire baseball universe saw the same thing, and he either was either lying through his teeth or he is delusional, and neither of those is a really good look for the manager. Mm-hmm. You know, if he would have come out and said, hey, you know what? He didn't have it. I, I, I pushed these guys hard. I thought I could squeeze innings out of them. I know I rolled the dice, and it didn't work. And you know what? This is on me. I would have so much respect for the dude. But for him to come out and mumble his way through his you know, smug little smile and go, oh, I, I, he looked good to me. You know, he hit 95 on the gun. Like you guys said, that doesn't mean shit. Anything. We all good saw catch. That. No, we saw what that was. <laughs> yeah, I caught myself. Yeah, look, I um, I don't think Dave is smug. I, I don't think that's his deal. Um, I, I appreciate the call. No, thank you. I want to play what you're talking about so everybody else knows what we're talking about. Here's Dave after the game when he was asked whether or not Julio's poor performance yesterday was fatigue based. You know, uh, honestly, I, I don't think he was necessarily tired. I, I don't, and I think we're, we're still trying to get through how he's pitched. I, I think the stuff was good. I think they had a very good game plan for him. Uh, he was throwing 95 miles an hour in the fifth inning, so I don't think that it was being tired. I think that they had a very good game plan. I think uh, they took advantage of some mistakes and hit him out of the ballpark. Okay, so there's a couple of things going on here. I don't believe him when he said, well, he threw 95, therefore he's not tired. And Dave knows as well as I do, as, as all baseball fans do. So I'm going to tell part of the story, it, right? a, a very narrow part of the story. So that, that And he knows as much. I don't think that he was being smugged. I, I like Dave Roberts a lot. I like Dave Roberts, a guy. He's very positive. His players play hard. I think he does a really good job. The trouble is... And, and I'm not trying to give him an escape hatch here because he's complicit in a lot of these. These are not his decisions exclusively. These are decisions that are made collectively inside the organization. This is and, and he's the one that has to stand up there and talk about him. He's the one that has to stand there and say, we did this for these reasons. And he's the one that gets called smug he's a, and He's an at idiot. the front line. And, yeah, right. he, he's mm-hmm. the one that has to try to sell this to people when it doesn't work. It's a tough sell. It's a tough – he knows – 
He and, and you're right, Noah. He could have said something like, "Look, we've we've asked a lot out of him, and it didn't work last night. And you know, if I could do it again, would I do it differently? Yeah, maybe I would. But guys, this isn't his decision. And I'm not trying to minimize his impact on this team. He's a very important person in the organization. These decisions are made collaboratively with the front office. He is not. Dave Roberts did not wake up the morning of Game Five and say, "I have an idea." Mm-hmm. He did not wake up on game two last weekend and say, I have an idea. Let's pitch Julio Arias in the eighth. No, no, no. These are made collectively that if these scenarios present themselves, this is how they're going to do it. So I'm not going to sit here and beat up Dave. I hate the decisions that were made. I think that they were completely unnecessary and overly clever. But he wasn't the only one who was making these decisions. By the way, and, and this doesn't have to be pointed just at Dave Roberts. This is the front office. They are... They try to, in my opinion, I think most people agree with this, they try to outsmart themselves. They yeah. try to look it, – it, they put themselves in an unnecessary situation in this series. Travis, if, if I just told you, if you had to um, – you know, you don't have to give a grade or something like that. But if you if you had to assess the decisions made in this series so far – This series Do- exclusively? This series exclusively. The Dodgers are getting out – you know, forget what's happening on the field. Strategically – they're losing that battle. Well, so I, I, sort I think, of, sort mm-hmm, of. Mm-hmm. They're, but they're not getting outmanaged by Brian Snitker. They're outmanaging themselves. themselves. Yeah, it's not that anything that's being done to them where they don't have a counter move. It's not where Snitker has managed his bullpen where all of a sudden the Dodgers find themselves that they don't have the right bench player or they don't have the right bullpen arm because they got put in a pickle by the other team. They've, these are almost exclusively self-inflicted wounds. But that I think that's more of the frustration for Dodger fans because you know they're sitting here when Noah calls in and says, "Did you hear what Dave Rob? Why are you trying to sell me a bag of you know what? No, don't don't try to tell me Julio was good to go yesterday. Don't try to tell me that he had his. You know what the the Braves just uh, they 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 just game planned really well off of him. No, that's first of all you mentioned this earlier. That's four times in 13 days that we've in seen In three Julio. different roles. I think that's just – look, if it were just – if he were a – what's Tyler Matzik for the Braves has pitched in every game in the postseason. You know why? Because that's his role on that team. Mm-hmm. Tyler Matzik comes out as a left-handed pitcher. By the way, Capo Valley High, what's up, uh, Golden, whatever they are. Um, and that's his role. I pitch out of the bullpen. I get left-handers out. That's his role. Julio's role is, hey, I need you to start game one against a team that won 107 games. Okay, got it. Hey, I need you to kind of start game five, but not really. Maybe you'll come in in the second. Maybe you'll come in in the third. We'll let you know. Okay, he did it and did okay. Hey, by the way, a couple days later, we're going to need you to hold on to a two-run lead in the eighth inning a couple of days after you came in in the third inning. Uh, Okay, didn't go so well. Hey, forget all of that. Now I need you to go back and be the starting pitcher tonight in game four and try to get your – it's not just that they've used him a lot. They've used him a lot in three him. different roles. Yeah. Pick a lane. Are you ready to uh, give away some Kings tickets here, Trav? I am. I'm ready to talk some Kings hockey, too, Al. We've okay. got Andre Kopitar coming on with us next. I had a chance to talk to him a little bit earlier today. So you'll hear from the Kings captain, who is off to an incredible start. And call right now. The Kings and the Montreal Canadiens coming up on Saturday, October 30th at Staples Center. you got a chance to win tickets as well. Caller number 10 straight away 877-710-ESPN that's all next Travis Lee 710 ESPN 
Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. All right, so we got some Laker tickets that we're going to give away a little bit later on in the show. The spoiling Lakers and people, the man. Suns. Spoiling that them. Game is game number two of 82, Al. That's coming up tomorrow night at Staples Center. Uh, Jonathan in Palm Springs is our winner of the Kings tickets. He's going to go see the Kings and the Montreal Canadiens on October 30th. So congratulations to Jonathan along the way. And he will get to see uh, Andre Kopitar in that game. The Kings have a game coming up tomorrow against the Dallas Stars that you can see on ESPN Plus at 5.30, and earlier this morning, Al and I had a chance to talk to the Kings captain. Okay, we are joined right now by Kings center Anjay Kopitar joining us here on Travis and Lee. Anjay, appreciate you coming on. How are you feeling today? Uh, feeling good. Thanks for having me. Good. Okay, so let's start with this. Obviously, the team is off to a 1-2 and two start, but you personally are off to one of the best starts of your career. What do you attribute the quick start, especially with the goal scoring uh, early in the in this season? Uh, honestly, I can't really pinpoint to, to one thing. I think the thing just kind of clicked for me on the ice obviously uh you know having a first uh um obviously opening night was was big for me scoring five points and and getting the hat trick so uh you know it's amazing what, what that'll do to your confidence so and then you just kind of keep on rolling from there and uh it seems like uh, the game seems a little bit slower now than uh maybe sometimes it's when when you're struggling a bit so uh you know i'm happy it's been going that way you know you've been in the league for 16 seasons is is does still confidence still play a huge role you get off to a good start everything seems a little bit easier even this far into such an, an amazing career it, it confidence is always a big part uh, i think you ask every athlete not just a hockey player confidence is huge and once uh you kind of get off to a start like i did or you know just to get the first goal out of the way first point out of the way it seems like it just relaxes you a little bit, and then you you, you stop thinking about it. Anze Kopitar, nice enough to uh, join the Travis and Sliwa show. Um, kind of get your thoughts on this. You, you've obviously um, been a part of uh, championship runs, Stanley Cup runs. Uh, looking at this team specifically, what, what's going to be the most important thing for, for you guys to make a run at the postseason? Um, what, what do you think stands out most to uh, put yourself in that position this year? Well, I think it's just uh, growing as a team, really. You know, building the chemistry, building the identity of the team. Um, you know, we've added obviously some very, very good veteran, uh, veteran players, and uh, lots of leadership uh, with that. So that certainly helps. But it's just growing as a team, uh, learning how to win. I mean, there's, uh, you know, I'm sure there's going to be a bunch of games where, kind of where like last two, it'll be a one goal game, and uh, we're going to have to learn how how to come out on on top of those and. Obviously not not fell behind. The Kings have a game on Friday against the Dallas Stars that you can see on ESPN Plus. Andre Kopitar joining us here on the show. What what about that? Like like Al just mentioned a minute ago, you're a two time Stanley Cup winner. The Kings have been transitioning from those Cup winning teams to a young team to trying to rebuild a contending team. As somebody that's been through all of those different stages, how difficult is it to go through the rebuild and then to start to come back out on the other side? Well, the rebuild itself, it's its not very fun, obviously. Um, you know, the results are not there. The 
uh, the wins are not there that you want them to be. But but at the same time, you got to be pretty patient. And I think uh, this year we we have a better team than we have previous years, and we've turned the corner. And now uh, it's a matter of, it's a matter of of growing, and uh, you know, obviously start to win games and 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 be in the hunt for playoffs come come April. I'm curious, just uh, and I know this is a three-game road trip. Uh, already dropped that first one against Dallas specifically. What what are you hoping to see? And, and obviously, how important is this going to be to just get back on the winning track, knowing that you still got a few more road games before you come back to Staples Center? Yeah, I mean, every time um, you know you're on the road, you you want to come come home about 500, you know, and you know split split the road trip, but. Uh, we're we're gonna want to obviously bounce back and uh, you know end this two game two game losing streak and get back on the winning ways. What's it like having full houses again? Obviously, you know there are different rules in different places. You guys were in your bubble. You don't travel across the country. You were playing the same teams over and over again. What's it like not only to just have a a, a typical hockey schedule where you're playing all of the teams again, but to get to do it in front of full houses? Yeah, it's it's amazing. I mean, obviously having fans back is it's fantastic. The atmosphere is obviously a lot better in the building. It's uh, more electric, uh, you know, definitely more energy. So um, great to having them back. Uh, it's been uh, obviously a, a difficult time to throughout this uh, COVID pandemic, and uh, I'm glad that uh, you know the fans are back and we can we can play in front of them. Andre, this may be a little bit of a selfish question on my part, but what does it mean to, and maybe the answer can be nothing, by the way, to have the games on ESPN, to have the games on TNT, to be on some platforms that you haven't been typically to maybe expose the sport to people that maybe don't typically see it the way that diehard hockey fans do? Well, I mean, we're, obviously we're trying to grow the game. So to be on a platform like, like ESPN, which is obviously known, uh, around the world is, is huge for us and you know you can showcase you know young talent and uh you know maybe some, some of the older guys too <laughs> but uh yeah i mean just just being on a on a stage like like espn and tnt it, it's great for for our sports and hopefully we can have uh, more and more fans tuning in off to a fast start, five goals in his first three games. Andre Kopitar joining us here on Travis and Slee. Andre, appreciate you coming on with us, and good luck. Thank you for having me, guys. Thank you. You got it. All right, that conversation is brought to you by Goodyear, with you for every mile on the road to greatness. Goodyear, more driven. Don't forget that you can see the Kings and the Stars tomorrow on ESPN and ESPN Plus at 530 local time here. So the uh, Kings looking to get back to 500. Now, I'm not going to lie. Yeah, I'm pretty excited to get to talk about hockey on this show every once in a while. Even and I, look, I I did I do a good job because I'm a Ducks fan and I yeah. spoke to a Kings player, an incredibly talented and decorated one. I was six very year respectful. Vet, you got an yeah. incredible amount of respect for the guy. By the way, can I just throw this out there? I'm not trying to you know use what we do on a day to day basis to take advantage of the situation and opportunity. Uh, can we get out to a Kings game? Can we can we get out to a, yes? Let's go to a do? Ducks game too. Let and I'll let you decide what you want to be. Then you can get a, a little sample of both. You can get a little Kings hockey at Staples Center. Already you can get made a my decision. Ducks hockey. No, you, can't have, decision. you can't make no, your decision not this having was, been to both. Listen, let me tell you something, okay? <laughs> I am uh, sometimes I'm quick minded, not all the time. 
Um, I have made a decision that I want to root. Um, I want a rivalry with you. I'd rather. I, <laughs> okay, I don't I like want that. to be. I, like I don't that. want that's to be with you. I want to be against you. That's part of my thought process. <laughs> I think that's what makes our show so special. Is hey, what's he doing? Yeah, I'll do the other thing. What, what's the What's the exact opposite of what he likes? What? He likes chocolate. Give me vanilla. <laughs> what makes him happy? Yeah, I'm going the other way. I'll go the other way. What would make him really upset? I'll take three of those, please. Get Get, get me as many of those as you can did you hear Shaq did you hear Shaq talking about LeBron uh Al talking about how if he can get uh the scoring title away from Kareem which by the way he's gonna that he'll be the greatest player of all time yeah this was actually there's an article in the LA Times Brad Turner who you know joins uh, this show or joins uh, the pregame show good dude it's actually kind of funny the way that the setup was the the conversation was you know being had about LeBron best player ever and Shaq basically mentions. I'm, I'm going to read off a couple things here from what Shaq said because, look, it, it's this is a somebody who lived in, let's say, basketball was their sport in the 70s might have a different opinion. Someone mm-hmm. who was in the 80s going to have a different opinion. Someone in the 90s, and this is kind of how sports is. When how am I going to compare? Shaquille O'Neal and Wilt Chamberlain. Like, I can't do it. I don't have the knowledge to do it. It Maybe somebody who saw both of them. So, Mm -hmm. talking about the greatest player ever, this is what Shaq said. He said, I know what he's doing. Championships are great, but he's trying to pass Kareem up. That's what he is doing. I know exactly what he's doing. Because now if you pass Kareem up, it ain't no talk about who the best ever player is. Think about it. I saw he needed to average 25 points or something like that the next few years, which he will do. He can do that in two more years, and then he goes on to basically say he's got four rings, becomes the highest scorer in the NBA history. He's the best ever. Ain't nothing you can say. I, listen, I, I don't know if it's that clear cut. I mean, again, this is going to be – everyone's going to have their opinion on this. And LeBron's been – if you said, hey, Al, who's your favorite player you've ever watched? Like your, your favorite player in the history of the NBA. And I've said this before. Magic, the style of Magic Johnson just really it, – it's – that was my style. Sure. I love the dude that could do everything. I love the guy that can. And he did it with a great amount of joy. I, I love to. But, but by the way, a great amount of joy. But was he when he was on that floor? I mean, yes, Magic Johnson had, and still has one of the greatest personalities when it comes to sports. Magic was trying to slice and dice you. He, he was, was trying to win relentlessly and pathologically competitive. But he did it with a smile on his face, which is even more yeah. in you know in a way uh, <laughs> just no. Michael and Kobe and those guys they were they were going to snarl at you. They, they were showed yeah. right their their face showed. So I've always kind of looked at basketball and you know I, I said the greatest Laker of all time I think is Kobe Bryant. The twenty years that he gave the Lakers plus the five NBA championships and everything else. Magic sure. was my favorite player that style. I never really looked, you know, Le- LeBron is, it, it's a combination of players. LeBron is part Magic Johnson, and he's part, you know, I I, I don't know, is it is it Jordan? Is it is it somebody? He's a unicorn. There's been nothing like him. He's a combination of great players all put together. Magic and Karl Malone is the closest I can come up with. Which is ridiculous, right? Yeah. <laughs> like, that's just stupid in itself to try to compare those players. But I, I'm not sure if people will look at LeBron because he becomes the all-time scoring leader. If you said, which one's more important, LeBron to get to six NBA championships, so get two more championships and be tied with Jordan to have that conversation as the GOAT, or is it more important, stay at four, and but you're the all-time leading scorer in NBA history? I still think people would say, "Go, you got to go get a couple more championships." Yeah, I don't know if they're mutually exclusive. I don't know if it's one or the other. And and look, if you are a Michael Jordan person, no one's changing your mind. 
no one's changing your mind that if you've decided that Michael Jordan's the greatest player of all time, A, you might be right, and B, no one's changing your mind. What I think Shaq is talking about and what I've long believed, and I look, I've been saying this for years, this is not a debate that gets settled while LeBron is playing. This is a debate that gets settled by the people that are coming next. Okay, I saw Michael Jordan play and was just blown away by everything that he was able to do. I covered Same every one LeBron. of his games. But when <laughs> when it comes down to it, when somebody right now that's five years old mm-hmm. is then 35 years old, mm-hmm. and they're looking back at these things, and they're saying, hey, wait a second, this man scored more points than anyone in the history of this game. Right now... Right now, it's going to go up. LeBron James is the eighth most decorated assist man in NBA history. Okay, He's the 42nd highest rebounder in NBA history. These numbers are all going up. Okay, and He'll be top. By the way, the fact that anyone is top five in assists stupid. and top five in scoring, that's not how the game works. And he's going to be those things. He's going to be number one in scoring, You know, barring something weird happening, knocking on wood right now. And he has at least four championships, and he has at least 10 finals appearances. There is nobody that just looks at these things objectively and says, oh, the guy that only went six times is better than the guy that went 10 times. And by the way, the count is still going. He's still going to get there. That you can think Michael Jordan's the greatest player, and you might be right, but the next generation of people that come that are looking at this in a vacuum, first of all, they're going to have their own guy who's you know LeBron James the the third or whoever it might be. Sure. But the Shaq's, or excuse me, LeBron James's resume is going to be unlike every other person in the history of this league. It's going to dwarf. Everybody six and zero is not better than five and six. It's not. You cannot tell me that it is because the vast majority of the times that LeBron went, his team was when they were expected to win, they did minus the Dallas series, and when they weren't expected to win, they still sometimes found a way to get it done. That's why this is a fun conversation. Okay, we'll we'll continue uh, on some of that. By the way, coming up at eleven forty five. I want to look at Russell Westbrook's numbers against the Golden State Warriors and what he's going to specifically have to do uh, in this game coming up against the Phoenix Suns tomorrow. Uh, plus, I, I kind of Trav, this is uh, you know one thing that is kind of fascinating in a sense. The Lakers and the Suns kind of have a little bit of beef. Did they, do they? Got a little bit of a rivalry? <laughs> I'll let, I'll let you try to sell me that. That's fine. I, I'm, I'm going to be trying to sell a timeshare at 11:45. Okay, <laughs> factor um, cap. Factor cap coming up next. That's next. Travis Lee, 710 ESPN. It's only a kick, a jump, a block, it's only a serve, it's only a tackle, a run, it's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. So listening to that, Slee, the has the same person ever dropped off food at your house twice in the same day? Reminded me, I uh, I went on Postmates last night because okay. I wanted to order something for dinner. I was I was home alone, 
and I I ordered my stuff, and then I saw the total. I'm like, oh my gosh, that's outrageous. That's really really high. And then the uh, the home run started happening, and I hit send anyway because I just I needed what a, kind of I food. Need, I needed a consolation burrito. I needed a comfort mm. burrito, and I got a Mexican Coke delivered with it. And then the best part of all, yeah. it said it would be there at like six fifteen. It showed up at like five fifty five. It was just a glorious early arrival. It was it was wonderful. It made a very bad night a little bit more palatable. You should have waited till like eight thirty, nine o'clock. That's <laughs> my that's my perfect window. They right get there. you with the small orders. They they yeah. charge you more. Yeah. It though. was it's one annoying. burrito yeah. and one Mexican Coke and I had to refinance my house to pay for it all. But it was it was worth it. It was a good burrito and it got well, me through just the rest of the heads day. up, great uh APR percentages right now at Wells Fargo. <laughs> um okay, so real quick, Michael, who by the way just gave me this is the beauty with what we just did right here. Mm-hmm. The fact that we had this conversation, I already see 20 minutes in the pregame show tomorrow because Michael <laughs> sent me. <laughs> I got one too. Why didn't he make a group text? Because he, he said sent me it's one not too. clear cut. It's between four guys Kareem, Jordan, LeBron, and Wilt. Plus, remember, LeBron had a four year head start on Kareem. Imagine if Kareem started at 18, he'd have 48,000. Okay, points. if we're doing the what ifs, then yeah. th- all bets are off because can, we can what if it all day long. He didn't. Here's my point, and I agree with Michael. Those are the four guys that have a claim to the greatest player of all time. There's no question. My only argument back on on behalf of LeBron, who I believe is, when it's all said and done, going to be the greatest player of all time, is LeBron's resume will be unlike everyone else's. Multiple championships, multiple MVPs, double-digit finals appearances, and the all-time leading scorer, and top five in assists, and probably top 40 in rebounds. There's nobody else that's even come close to these things. Well, you know, there's also a lot of people that don't like how LeBron did it. Mm -hmm. That's also part of the conversation for others. They'll say, well, you know, you should have stuck with the same team. Listen, by the way, this is what makes it a fascinating conversation. All right, we got factor cap. Before we get started, just want to say a happy birthday to the author of this song that plays underneath uh, Factor Cap, Doja Cat. Happy birthday, Doja Cat. All right, here we go. All right. So, up first, Albert Pujols will be become a coach as soon as he retires. Travis, this is Factor Cap. I think that's entirely up to Albert Pujols. I think it's Cap and because- He needs the money. He I, needs the money. Well, he, I just did a quick little uh, baseball yep. reference deep mm-hmm. dive. Yeah. He's got $344 million in the bank. Mm -hmm. Do you really want to go ride airplanes for six months a year and hang around a baseball diamond every day for seven or eight months when you've got $344 million in the bank? I wouldn't. So if you're asking me, right, if you're asking me if I am, let's say, Trav, you and I, uh, yeah, listen, I hit the lottery, got Uh $300 million in the bank. Am I probably getting up to do this and do the grind and watching on? Probably not. How about no? But I will, t- I will tell you this. There are some of these people is just in their freaking blood. It is. That they, they just want to, you know, as soon as they retire, they want to get right back into it. And I, I don't know, by the way, if this is going to be Albert Pujols or if it won't be, but certain there's something to that they, they don't want to leave the industry they no, just don't want I, to leave it i get it and that's the and way it has that nothing it's to gone. do with the money it mm-hmm. doesn't but even guy the the more money that these guys have the i think the less likely we are to see some of these and here's the other thing great players and albert pujols is by any measure one of the greatest players of all time very rarely make good managers and coaches it's all it, they just it's the journeyman guys that typically get a better sense of that stuff but albert's got nearly 350 million go do you albert whatever you want 
All right, up next, this is based off of my fun night out last night with my friend. Uh, Emily, yeah. by the way, who don't, those who don't know, had 14 drinks last night. She had 14 <laughs> drinks. 14 three, different drinks. I had three drinks. <laughs> For those who were not listening at the time, I had a beer at a Goza. I had a Frosé, yeah. frozen rosé, and a uh, pina colada. So anyway, feeling great this morning. But you didn't want to toss a martini in there to just <laughs> touch all four bases. Gin and tonic. Did, they have, a, did yeah. they have like a buffet for drinks? Just like <laughs> they should. Just think Which, about that. Hey, for stop, a second. stop right talking. Away. Stop talking right now. That's I'm our idea. I'm lighting up investors. No, no, no. I'm lighting up investors. I'm signing right now. on as a co-investor right now. Stop talking. We're going to have a meeting after the show. That's incredible. But <laughs> splitting the check by what you ordered is completely fine. You don't have to do half and half. You don't have to have one person pay everything. Split the check by what you ordered. Alan, is this factor cap? Um, it's actually fact. This is fine. It's okay. I, I think, you know, it's funny. Culturally, so for me in the Middle Eastern culture, I don't know why this becomes like a battle. Every time there's a bill coming, you got three people coming in with a credit card. I'm like, everybody, just relax. It's okay. You don't have to, nobody's got to one-up each other here. Everybody's, you know, it's fine. Like, and, and by the way, if I go and I throw my credit card down, it's all right for you to grab it the next time. Like, there's... <laughs> There's a way to do it, but if somebody wants to split a check, what I don't want is I don't need nine different phones out calculating that, <laughs> hey, Al, you know, you had those wings, and I only had two of the wings. You had four I only of had them. A Coke. Yep, and now all of a sudden they're reaching out to TurboTax, and the accountant is coming in. Like, we don't need that person. It's, it's, but it's okay to split checks. It's cap. Here, it, it's fine to split the check, but here's what you do if you are only having a beer and everyone else is getting a meal, then buy that person's beer. Cut it. Just buy the beer. If it's kind of sort of equitable, true. Yep. if it's kind, if if I bought thirty dollars worth of stuff and you bought twenty, or vice versa, if you bought thirty and I bought twenty, we're gonna split that half. Split and the half. check. Just split the check. If if mm-hmm. I was out with my buddies and they said, um, your chicken sandwich is fourteen dollars and my burger was eleven, so I'm paying three. That's the last time we speak to each other. Uh, we're, we're done. Split it evenly or pick it up. Those are your choices. Venmo's changed the game, though. So no, that's a nice thing stop. about Venmo. It's weird. Oh, Venmo, <laughs> just, no, Venmo, Emily, I Venmo promise you this. If, the game. if we Venmo go out to lunch one changer. day, it, it is, but it's just do it evenly. We'll put it on my credit card. You send me $25. It's a $50 bill. We're done. I will not make you pick up the extra $3. We'll just split it right down the middle. Everybody's fine. Oh, I can't wait. Trap, <laughs> next time we go out. Oh, man. I'm, uh, I'm going to be very you know creative what? with the bill. I'll, I, I will, very I'll, creative I'll the pay bill. for the whole thing. I just want everybody to feel good and have a good time. And that is in recording, so we will there you go. put it up. Happy to do it. <laughs> All right. Uh, last one. Seattle should get the next NBA team. Travis, is this factor cap? Ooh, that's a good question. Uh, cap, because Las Vegas is in the mix. Mm-hmm. Uh, Seattle's a great choice, but I think it's the second best choice i think that you gotta go look vegas already has the nfl they have the nhl they have the wnba it feels like they're circling the oakland a's like a great white shark that smells blood in the water they're gonna get everything they should have everything it's a big city people are excited about it so i would go vegas over seattle by a hair 100 percent fact seattle has to be the next team you know trav I feel so bad for that market. I really, really do. They had such a fantastic fan base for so many years. I mean, you know this. Growing up watching Laker games, one of the toughest places to play, uh, to play for the Lakers was that road game in Seattle, right? It was the yeah. road games in Portland, the road games in Seattle. Gary Payton, um, Sean Kemp, the Nate way McMillan. The way they were bamboozled 
when um, the owner of the uh, I think it was uh, what's his name? See, owner of Starbucks, right? Schultz. I think that's the one that sold it. Sold it to a guy. Said no, we're not moving it. And then before you know it, that team was in Oklahoma City. <laughs> Let's go Thunder. <laughs> I mean, I, I I felt so bad, and that fan base deserves to have an NBA team. I think they'll be the first one to have it, even though when they do expand, I think two teams will get it, and two expansion teams. One will be in Seattle. Seattle. One will be in Vegas. But Seattle deserves an NBA team. So I'm all over that one. ESPN Radio is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. All guests appear via the Goodyear hotline. And are we going to get a, uh, a different Russell Westbrook tomorrow against the uh, the Suns, Al? Well, we have I have two stats when we come back that will sum up Russell Westbrook's evening, his opener against the Golden State Warriors, and what has to change tomorrow against the Phoenix Suns. And like I said earlier, Trav, I'm going to sell you as if you got roped into a timeshare <laughs> why the Lakers and the Suns is actually a very interesting matchup. We can do all that coming up next. Stay right here. This is the Travis and Sliwa Show on 710 ESPN. I don't know if it's twice in one day, but whoever was dropping off last night had a pretty fast car because he got from the time I hit send to the time that burrito was on my doorstep, it couldn't have been 20 minutes. It was awesome. More of that, please. Uh, sounds like you had depressed eating. Is that what they call it? Uh, yeah, you, yeah. Well, you know, it's just kinda, com- comfort eating, depressed eating, binge eating, yeah. um, addictive personality disorder. <laughs> Take your pick. But you did that early. That's too early. Six o'clock. Too early to eat dinner. It's no too early in the game to. Oh no! That, oh, come to on, go. What, what inning was come it? On, but third inning. Third, I think. Yeah. Come on, man. That game no, was I'm over a, in the third I'm inning. A, I'm much more like later. I know the result. It was just oh, a you, complete crash. Were you not watching because that, ga- that, ga- that game was over in the third inning? Yeah. I, I know the Dodgers made a, a couple of runs. No, uh, but it later. was yeah four it, nothing. You're not. Th- let me ask you this. Back. Did you ever get the sense after they hit those home runs that the Dodgers are going to win the game? Did you ever get that feeling? You know what? They're still in it. I, n- I never had that feeling. Not last night. I thought when it was four to nothing, it was wow. So absolutely nothing from yesterday's carrying over. You know what I mean? No. Like it was whatever momentum you thought you were building. Whatever you know. In one of uh, one of really the coolest moments in Dodgers playoff history, seeing Bellinger hit that three run homer tied at five, and then Mookie eventually gets a double, goes six five. None of that carried over. And I think, Trev, the thing that has stuck with me more than anything else, they look tired. That's, that's, they do. They, they don't look fresh. Like, and, and by the way, maybe it could all turn around. And not and, even physically tired, Al, as much as just spent. They, yeah. just, they just feel like they've fired all of their bullets, and yeah. now they're in a fight where I just got nothing left to fight with. It, it's mm-hmm. not emotional. It's, it's not one of those where they've given – it's nothing like that. It's just I've given you all I have. I don't have anything left to give. That, that's what it feels like to me. All right, Lakers taking on the Phoenix Suns tomorrow. Okay, so Trav, let me first say this. Uh, this is kind of a good way to sum up Westbrook's evening, his his debut with the Lakers. So the Lakers with Westbrook on the floor. I Listen, I, I know this doesn't tell the full story, but this is what we do. We give praise, and then we also are critical when we need to be. When Westbrook was on the floor in that first game, Lakers were minus 23 in the plus-minus in 35 minutes. Mm-hmm. This is Westbrook's Westbrook's line. When he was on the bench, the Lakers were plus 16 in 13 minutes. Okay, I pay attention to that for a couple of reasons. Again, it's not going to tell the whole story. I think most coaches say yeah, the plus minus. There's so many different variables, everything right. else. When Russ was on the floor, Lakers were losing. Um, the advantage in points was going all towards Golden State. When he was on the bench for the 13 minutes that he was, Lakers were playing better basketball. Um, 
this is the one thing I look forward to that game against Phoenix tomorrow. And this isn't an AD thing where, hey, I had a bad game. Now you know he's going to have a good game the right. next day. Right. This is a player that it seems like who has such a unique style of playing the game of basketball, who has had such an incredible amount of success with him as a ball dominant player and he's got you know, he's got great strengths to his game. The question is, okay, with Anthony Davis and LeBron James, how does Russell Westbrook get going? Tomorrow's game against the Phoenix Suns, you're going up against a team that made it to the Western Conference Finals. You're going up against a team that Chab, I don't know how well you remember this, but when the Lakers lost in game six uh-huh. at Staples Center and you still couldn't have a full capacity, <laughs> um you, you had the Suns feeling a, a certain way. You know, you had Jay Crowder running his mouth mocking LeBron James, doing things because they knew they were about to win game six at Staples Center and Anthony Davis tried to give it a go. We all know he couldn't go. That's the squad that ended up taking you out. That's the squad that a lot of people say, hey, look, if there's – what's the team you think could give the Lakers the most problems? I'm not 100% sure if it's going to be Phoenix, but I know Phoenix is bringing everybody list. back. Yeah. Like there's – Lakers have 11 new players. Phoenix has the exact same squad. They're going back after getting to the NBA Finals. I think there's something with the Lakers and Suns this year. And I, listen, rivalry is the wrong word because there is no rivalry. But I think you could have a little bit of history. Maybe this could comp. Maybe it's not. Padres, Dodgers. Yeah. There's no rivalry there. Nope. But I thought those games this year had a little bit something to them. At least earlier in the season, they weren't a regular game. It wasn't. You weren't playing the Diamondbacks. It didn't feel the same as when you were playing the Rockies. And I feel like the Lakers and the Suns have a little bit of that. If Lakers. You know, are going to win tomorrow. By the way, Phoenix lost to Denver yesterday. Russ is going to have to um, be a much more, much better player than he was in Game One. It's not going to come down to AD or LeBron. I think it will come down to Russ. No, I, it's it's very rarely going to come down to AD or LeBron as far as whether they win or not. Those guys are going to give you their performances just about every time. LeBron is going to give it to you ninety eight percent of the time. Anthony Davis is going to give it to you eighty five percent of the time. Um, it, it is going to come to. I, I don't know about. The Suns Laker thing. I, you, it was a good pitch. You, you had my attention. I was thinking about you know maybe I could get to Hawaii twice a year and and and, and right. buy that timeshare. You know what? But, let, let, get this guy a cup of coffee. Get him a <laughs> yeah. cup of coffee. Hold here. on, Let's hold on. Don't don't, don't leave. Don't leave. Don't leave. How about if I throw in a no? Um, <laughs> I I get that it's important for the Suns. I get, look. It, Jay Crowder's a really good player. He's been on a bunch of really good teams, and, and he's an important part of what they do. But and he's a, he's one of those guys. It's yeah, like, yeah, he, for sure. He's going to stir up the pot a little bit. He, he absolutely is, and that's his role on on whatever team he's been on is to do exactly that. LeBron's not sweating the Suns. Anthony Davis isn't sweating the Suns. They're, they're sweating the Nets. They're sweating the the uh, the Bucks. They're, they're, they they don't this this is one of these things. What, no matter what I, business you're in, I think in, you want to take out a team that took you out. Eh, I do. Eh, I, I do. I, you shoot up, man. You don't shoot down at the little guys and the sons of the little guys. I don't care if they went to the finals. We know what happened. We know what happened. They 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 caught every break there was to catch. They played really well. And they went to the finals. The Le- LeBron James not. Hey guys, we got the Suns. Nah. Hey, who we got the Suns? Okay, cool. Let's go to work. He's going to go to work on those guys. This is not something that he's thinking about. This is not something that Frank Vogel's thinking about. Hey, they got it. They were playing with their second unit at best. They didn't get beat because they had LeBron James had 40 a night and it wasn't good enough. Mm-hmm. They didn't have it because Anthony Davis was putting up you know bananas all NBA numbers night after night after night, and Chris Paul just had the answer. They were in the they were in the Can emergency room. They were busted up. They didn't have anything. If that was if this was truly a timeshare, if that's what I was trying to sell, 
I just lost my job. And you have become the sales manager for that company. We just switched roles. I'm actually now sitting in your seat. How and about I'm, you sign I'm up for three-time shares I'm calling family in members right now and just saying, listen, it just sounds like a good deal to me. Can you send me a cashier's check? This guy has made some unbelievable points. I'm going to buy undeveloped wait, land that your in job? Thermal, okay, California. That's not, important. that's not important what my previous job was. <laughs> you guys ever been to Yermo? Because I just bought three plots of land right behind the Tesla supercharger. Should be great. Just send me send me cash as quickly uh, as you can. ESPN Radio is presented by Progressive Insurance. Progressive Insurance is proud to support veterans with its annual Keys to Progress vehicle giveaway program, now celebrating nine years of donating vehicles and helping veterans in need. Learn more at keystoprogress.com. All right. The Dodgers find themselves exactly where they were a year ago, only it's entirely different. We'll break down the differences. More of your phone calls, too. Coming up next, it's Travis and Slee, 710 ESPN.